0: to the right hello everybody and welcome to the jerek show i as always am javad malik and oh hold on i was meant to do this hello everybody i'm javad malik and with me is a big surprise it's as always eric krone how are you doing eric
1: i'm doing pretty good you know i gotta say that was a, a wonderful intro you did right there and i'm glad as always it is you when you're here
0: i know i know we you know accept no imitations that, that's all I say.
1: So, right. So so what do you got going on today, Javad? You had a couple of things I, I think are pretty interesting. So uh, um, let, let's hear what you're, you we want to talk about today. First off, I want to talk about the Russians. Um, that was a terrible
0: example of a it, Russian accent. It really, accent.
1: really was. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, was. yeah. No,
0: I don't. <laughs> yeah. Doing accents is not one of my many talents. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> But we, we know or we hear about, and there's lots of threat intel reports published that say Russians are behind a lot of organized crime, state crime and and what have you. Uh, but its attribution is really, really difficult in, in security unless you actually go to someone's place and they're there with the server running and they're sending the emails and they've got the decryption key for ransomware. It's really hard to finger someone. So this was somewhat of a gift when a Russian Individual decided to get on a plane, fly over to the U.S., into Nevada, meet with an employee of an organization that they've uh, uh, they, they'd identify as a as a target, and offered him um, half a million dollars if he would install some malware on the internal network. And uh, th- this is a, a fascinating uh, story. So uh, here it is in uh, ZDNet. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the employees said, um, well, you know, can you give me 50 grand up front? And they're like, no, no, no. We've never given anyone any money up front, but it's perfectly safe. You can go, you can install it. You won't be, you know, caught up in the middle of it. it. Actually, if you don't like any of your employees, you can make it appear as if they installed it. So they get the blame. We've done it in many companies before. A last company we done it at, we, we made $4 million from it by extorting them for, for the information. So we can give you half a million dollars, no risk to you. You'll get the money in Bitcoin or cash, however you prefer. So he's like, you know, OK, if you're not giving me money up front, I want a million dollars. So they're like, OK, we'll give you a million dollars. And the 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 individual who, who was uh, brokering the deal said, yeah, okay, they've agreed to a million. You do realize this has reduced my fee to a to a mere two hundred and fifty thousand dollars now. But um but the the individual, the employee, he then went to the feds, who then uh, they they wiretapped or they they surveyed this individual, they they got all the information they needed, and then they went and they picked him up from the airport as he was trying to flee back to. Mother
1: Russia.
0: Hmm. So this is like a really interesting new way well, a a different way that you don't really hear about very often inside a threat. Uh,
1: What are your key takeaways from this, Eric? Well, this is like the cloak and dagger kind of stuff, you know, that that you're used to seeing like the spy movies out of, right? So the person's coming around and they're doing the dead drop and they're, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, It's also it's just kind of funny. Um, that, you know, they would use things like, oh, it's perfectly safe. And, you know, you can blame it on someone else. Hey, is there someone you don't like? Someone, you know, that keeps eating your food in the, in the, uh, the lunchroom or something. And, and just being able to do that is pretty wild. So I think it's interesting because you don't, you don't hear of these in-person types of stories like this very often. Um we're used to seeing things like LinkedIn or other social media groups being used to recruit people to do cybercrime, but very rarely do we see this like full-on cloak and dagger thing. I just, I'm picturing in my head, you know, this Russian guy with the big, uh, the big furry hat and uh, trench coat, you know, running around in Nevada of all places. Um, That's just where my mind goes. But it is interesting to know that this kind of stuff is going on. Now, this doesn't sound like it was nation state. This sounds like it was more like a uh, uh, an organized group. But even so, that it's pretty crazy, you know. And, and lately, we've been seeing a lot of stuff from nation state stuff. We've been seeing stuff from North Korea. Um, there was reasonable uh, recently some talk about the Beagle Boys, which are folks that are doing cryptocurrency stealing and theft and and all kinds of other kinds of theft with that. Um, which I always laugh at because the Beagle Boys are some characters from. Um, the, uh, the DuckTales uh, group, if you've ever seen that. Um, they were the bank robbers and stuff always after that. So that's probably where that comes from. But it's pretty wild. We see a lot of this stuff going on um, from foreigners targeting us here in the U.S. or in the U.K. or in these other areas. Uh, but again, you don't really think about them showing up in person with the USB key, like, hey, go plug this in. Everything's good. It'll be fine. And you know if they didn't <clears throat> if they didn't pay him the million dollars what's he going to do about it right what do you do at that point exactly
0: exactly it's not like you're going to go to the feds at that point and say hey some shady organization said plug this in and we'll give you a million and i plugged it in our company's ground to a halt and they've not paid me so please can you can i take out some some legal action against them
1: i think that'll put them in really hot water Yeah. It's like calling the cops saying, Hey, my meth dealer shorted me, you know, or something like that. It, it, it just makes no sense. Why would you even trust people like this, especially when they're not giving you money up front? And I heard a lot of claims, like we made 4 million last time we do this, it'll be fine. How do you even go through and and check that out? Is there like, you know, somewhere where you can, um, you know, like the glass door of, uh, Russian, um, attackers or something like that, you know, four stars would do business again. Yeah, uh. now you're now you're just giving them ideas, aren't you?
0: <laughs> if that doesn't already exist on the dark web, it, it probably will do by the end
1: of the week. So yeah, they can, they can keep the attribution. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. <laughs> no, that is interesting. All right, so what else you got?
0: What else? Uh, I've got uh, in the, this week. Jeff Bezos was in the news. He's uh, the first person whose personal wealth exceeded. Two hundred billion dollars. So you can be—he can be forgiven for, you know, losing a bit of change down the back of the sofa. In this case, uh, Amazon was allegedly fleeced for nineteen million dollars uh, over the course of, of a few years by um, uh, four brothers.
1: That's petty and cash. That's out of the petty cash drawer, I'm sure.
0: That's, that is literally the equivalent of like finding a, you know, money some change beneath the sofa it's it's literally that I mean uh, I what 19 million between friends but so how would they do this how'd this work it was so simple that, that's the beauty of it so uh, when you buy stuff from amazon sometimes it's things that are from third parties and sometimes it's stuff that's fulfilled by amazon so it's sent to their warehouse in advance and they list it and then they sell it and once it's sold it's you know you you get your car or, or what have you it's kind of like a a drop shipping type of uh, agreement from what I understand. Now, um, they if, if you're a wholesaler that supplies Amazon with products, you get uh, ASIN numbers for every product. And so you, you stick those on the label. And when they go to the Amazon warehouse, they scan it and that shows up in inventory and, and what have you. Now, what the Wholesalers have the ability to do is to change which products those ASIN numbers are associated with and this is for legit reasons in terms of like maintaining the accuracy to correct mistakes to, you know, keep updated products and and all that kind of good stuff. So what they found was that by simply uh, swapping the ASN number from one product to another, they could send a cheap product and bill it at a much higher rate so, uh, in, in one instance, Amazon ordered 12 canisters of disinfectant spray. Now, each spray costed $94.03. Mm-hmm. So, it, but instead of sending the sprays, they sent 7,000 toothbrushes. And because they used that ASIN number, each toothbrush was billed at $94.03. So they then build Amazon for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's like
1: government prices for things like toothbrushes.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's uh, you know this kind. This is um, this is basically what big consultancies do. They they send you to uh, the partner. to to close the deal and then they send you like a really cheap young (laughs) resource straight out of college to do the hard work and they bill you at the partner rates. Well,
1: what's interesting to me about this is that there there was no discrepancy in the amount. I mean, here we ordered, you know, a dozen of these or whatever and and got 2000 in. Oh, sure. We'll just find a different spot on the shelves. I mean, this kind of shows you it's probably a very automated process. And so there's probably not much thinking behind it. So what do they do? They scan, bloop, 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 and, and wow. So, huh. okay, so where did this end up going?
0: Um. So, you know, they they kept on doing it. They, they ran it for a couple of years. A um, couple well, of years? Yeah, yeah. I think this started in 2018. Uh, so it, it was... Um, it, it was um, very uh, deliberate. It wasn't a mistake that anyone made. Um, and uh, they they had their WhatsApp group chat confiscated as part of the the, the legal hold, and there were some incriminating messages in there. Um, <laughs> I bet. The <laughs> so, so one message is, is listed over here. Open accounts under dummy names, and they can look for no one. <laughs> he allegedly wrote in a WhatsApp in the fall of
1: 2018. Wow. You know, this all reminds me, Javad, of that that case where that Lithuanian guy, he was like 48 years old. Um, he spun up some offshore companies that had very similar names to the suppliers for Google and Facebook, I think it was. And it ended up bilking him for like $100 million by just sending him invoices from this similar uh, sounding organization. He was arrested, um, but he got $100 million before they figured out, hey, wait a minute, this really isn't that supplier.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and you'd think if, if these brothers had um, stopped after they'd made half a million.
1: Yeah, or, or maybe just a little bit more, enough to go retire in a nice place, you know? Yeah. Go buy yourself an island or something and, and call it good. Um, yeah, it, that that's the thing is they, they keep going with this and keep going with this. You know, it does make me wonder, though, how many times do people do this stuff and they don't get caught? Like it just continues to run exactly and why haven't you told me my color balance has really messed up again i'm looking like a smurf you are you know i find if you hold a yellow uh post-it note up to the camera it'll it'll do well for you that one again hold (laughs) (laughs) on is that a floppy disk oh wow it's
0: uh i don't know what it is but i use it as a coaster for my coffee cup
1: (laughs) okay all right fair enough fair enough um all right well, those were so those were some pretty interesting stories um, today. So well done on picking those up. Um, just it, it kind of makes my mind uh, reel and boggle a little bit at how much money people are making through some of these scams and through some of these games. and even you know having Russians run around going, I'll give you a million bucks to, pl- to plug in a USB key. It's just a wild wild world we live in.
0: It is, it is indeed. And uh, we're going to use some of those uh, ideas as inspiration for talk we're putting together, hopefully in time for RSA. That's all we can say about that because we're both under NDA.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely a a friend EA. Yeah. At the very (laughs) least, yes, definitely. So that'll be fun. That'll be very interesting. But yeah, we can learn from some of these techniques. Yeah. All right. Um,
0: So with that, my, my lighting's really screwed up I have no idea what's happened so I it's like I'm I'm doing I'm I'm shooting one of those film noir style like black and white with the
1: big shadows and apologies folks um this is amateur hour in the UK side here today um you know this is why we have our tagline you know with uh um you know you know jeez I just I can't it's so bad right now yeah 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 so (laughs) Timely topics poorly presented. Um, This is why we do this. My goodness, man.
0: Okay, I'm going to kick you out of the studio now. So thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Uh, We'll see you again next week on The Jerick Show. Goodbye.